On this DMV Sports Roundtable, Redskins star left tackle Trent Williams is a no-show at mandatory minicamp. Multiple sources are now reporting Williams is frustrated with the team's training staff. This relates to the treatment of a growth on Williams' head that had to be removed over the winter. The first report of the reason for Williams' absence was from CBS Sports. I'm Dimitri Sotis with Jamal Bowens, the security guard who is almost always thinking about sports and who certainly has been thinking about Trent and the Redskins' future. In our final seconds of our podcast, our gambling enthusiast and sports fan Chris Chion will be along long enough to place a gentleman's bet on whether Trent will be with the Skins this season. But first to Jamal as we listen to head coach Jay Gruden taking questions Wednesday afternoon from reporters J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington and Craig Hoffman of 106.7 The Fan about Williams not showing up. want him back. Um, that's the only thing I can do from here as far as what happened with him and the doctors. That's between he and the doctors, and uh, hopefully we get that cleared up soon. The report said that Trent has vowed not to return to the Redskins. You said you've spoken with him. Have you gotten any indication that that he doesn't want to be back here in any situation? I haven't spoke to him in that context, no. Would you expect him to want to be back, though, with this team? I sure hope so. Yeah. When was the first time that you were aware that he would not be showing up for this part of the the offseason, which is mandatory? Uh, Probably a couple days ago. And and was that the first time that any of these issues, contractual or otherwise, were brought to your attention? To that extent, yes. Yes. So, Jamal, first thing is this medical angle, which is the Trent's not back because he doesn't think the skin's treated him well medically. That comes from Jason Lacamfora of CBS Sports. You take it. Yeah, it's... It's not something. It's something that we've heard before. Whether it be past players, uh, people that have been here before and, and, and retired or going somewhere else, this medical staff uh, that they've had over the over the years has it's been scrutinized. I've scrutinized it myself because you have, you know, two years in a row, you're over twenty guys on injury reserve. You have since long that went to Buffalo. No, he's in Buffalo now. Went to the Jets after he left here, and basically said that they told him we they Redskins misdiagnosed your injury. So we've heard that before. I thought this was put to bed. I haven't heard anyone talk about this for I guess maybe a month or two. It's been a little while since we first heard about it, and I didn't hear Trent say anything else. You know, he had dealing with that, and and he had the medical issue, and I thought that was water on the bridge. I'm not sure exactly how he feels they mismanaged it. If he felt that way, you could have said that during free agency. You could have said that during the draft process. To hold that until mandatory minicamp, it's, it's, the timing of it is, is, is very odd. Now, we also heard on Twitter that Adrian Peterson, who was asked about it, said he talks to Trent every day, has not heard anything about this. So in the usual Redskins story, there's layers all over the place. There's stories here and there. You're talking about the trade. You're talking about the money. And on Trent's side, if you see the list of players at left tackle that are getting paid more than him, it's astonishing. I understand on his point. To me, he is a Hall of Fame caliber left tackle, arguably the best left tackle in the NFL right now and arguably the most important person on the Redskins team, especially when you have a young Dwayne Haskins. What is the most important position to keep a quarterback safe and upright and hope he has a long career? It's your blind side. It's your left tackle. 
And know, they don't grow on trees. I can't argue with any of that, except uh, what you might call Trent Williams' rate of absence. Well, you know He's what? About, about what quarter games, a quarter of the games in recent years, he hasn't been around. My, has, hasn't played. I mean, that's I don't true. mean. Let's take Jason Peters from the Eagles, who people would still argue is one of the best left tackles, and I guarantee you that he has torn both ACLs. He has missed chunks of time. He's he's much more up there in age than Trent is. I think he's almost 37 at this point. But ask the Eagles, do they would they want to replace him protecting Carson Wentz's blind side? And they will tell you no. And if you talk about Jason Peters, he is in a discussion still after all that time as one of the top left tackles. So, yes, Trent has missed time. He's not missed Jason Peters' amount of time. And if mm-hmm. they have that much confidence in him at that age after missing, I think Jason's missed a, a, a whole season or two. He's missed a lot more time than Trent has. And Trent has a lot more upside at this point. So, no. I mean, left tackles are hard to come by. We can see that now in minicamp. Because who's at left tackle? Because Trent's not there. Flowers. Poor Eric Flowers, who was supposed to be a guard. And from all accounts of what I hear, is getting beat like a drum at left tackle. Montez Sweat is running circles around here, which is great to hear because I love Montez Sweat. Not good to hear if you're going to have to use Flowers as a left tackle. They said he made Ryan Anderson look like a pro bowler. Mm-hmm. Ryan Anderson, who I've said on the show many times, in my opinion, is not an NFL caliber pass rusher. He's a damn good football player, and I think he's better suited as a middle linebacker. I love him. I'm not taking nothing away. Love him as a player. I just think that to be an NFL pass rusher, he doesn't have the bend, the moves. He's a bull rusher. And if he's doing that and getting past flowers, then Jesus. I mean, what, what are you going to do? You know, as fans of this team, we have grown accustomed to the worst-case scenario. Should we prepare ourselves for life without Trent Williams? You always have to. But if, if I'm the Redskins, if I am Bruce Allen, Eric Schaefer, Dan, I don't, I don't know how much Jay even has any say in what's going on. Doug Williams, you make it right. No matter what it is, you try and make it right. If Trent is in Houston right now, one of those guys, two or all of them, need to be on Redskins 1 on the way to sit in that man's living room and let's talk about this. Because he is too much of an important piece. He is what I call a lifetime Redskin. He embodies that for me. And for him not to finish his career as a Redskin, I think would be a travesty. It would, be, it would be absolutely horrible. And people, you know, they, they see he's injury prone. He's this, he's that. It's easy to sit and pick at things. But to the people that say trade him, okay, and replace him with who? Replace him with what? Which is a big theme in Redskins land generally. You might have a star here or there. Who's sitting behind them? Not anybody it, of it, particular exactly. consequence. Tying, okay. People are naming Ty Seki. Yes, I'm glad he's getting his chance with the Bills. He was great in service here. Ty Seki is not Trent Williams. 
These people do not just fall off trees. They're, they are the left tackles that are that special are hard to come by. And the people that are on the list, Russell Okung makes more than Trent Williams does. Who people argued that we should have taken that year. And, and me, my, and I was one of those people. I was younger, didn't have new stuff, but not as, as, as much insight as I have now. And I'm glad they didn't make that move. He's making more. Nate Solder, who the Giants, and this is partly the Giants went and gave Solder a boatload of money and went and threw a grenade in the left tackle market. You have things like this because people, the Redskins have done it also in the past. Teams go and give guys in certain positions huge money and explodes the entire market. And the next thing you know, Guys like Trent Williams, who feel that they are better than and have a better track record and career than the people that are making more money, say, wait a minute. How the hell does this dude make more money than me? No, let, let, let's go back and work on this. Because that's not right. And I agree with him. In, in that context, when I saw those names, no one on that list. Jason Peters is not even on that list as making as much or more than Trent Williams. So... No one on that list holds a candle to Trent Williams at, at this point in time. And I think you pay him his money. If that's the case, then make it right. Put the, the medical aside. If it's the money issue, I get it. But he's got two years left on that contract. But it comes at a time where he knows they are trying to get an extension done with Brandon Scherf. Those two are the cornerstone of that offensive line. With that being said, if you know they're trying to do that, you're putting a lot of pressure on a front office to try and sign, not with a whole lot of cap money, to try and extend and keep Surf and Trent at the same time, which is difficult to do even if you have a ton of space. And if people want to look at something, you know, uh, all due respect to Alex Smith, but wow. That money really could come in handy right now. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of money, and that's the whole travesty of of Alex Smith getting hurt. Not to mention what the man and his family are going through. Right. He desperately struggles to recover. I wanted to ask you if uh, you're never far from your Twitter feed, your social media feeds. Have the fans turned on Trent Williams? And if so, so is that damn unfair because of all the man has given? to the team and paid well for it, we, we should add. But, yeah, but I, he's, I, he's been there during the dark times, and he's yes. always a guy you could look to for uh, at least a semi-positive comment or, mm-hmm. or a realistic take on what's going on. The man has a C on his chest for a reason. You know, and there is, is, it's always, there are always knee-jerk reactions, and especially in this fan base. When I've gotten, when I started to get on Twitter and social media, I didn't realize you know, how it was. I thought, oh, well, all Redskins fans have some sort of sense. No. we yeah, it, it's, it's some nuts among us that <laughs> well, make no damn yes. sense. And it's, you know, they, they turn, you know, at the drop of a dime. There's people that want to trade them. You know, and, and when anyone brings up money, that's, I don't see how, how are we judges of what, someone else should feel their worth. 
I don't, I don't, I never understood that. Now, there's some players that say they want certain, and you look at their track record. You're like, dude, come on. No, you're not worth that. But when you look at someone like Trent and you look at the people who are making more money than him, why would you fault him for wanting to be fairly compensated? I, I, I don't understand that part of it. But a lot of them, have, they want to trade him and get what? You know, my first reaction to when I saw those, oh, get rid of them, uh, release them, trade them. And my first reaction was, shut the hell up, please. Shut your ass all the way up. That makes no sense. He's a pro bowler. He is all pro. To me, he's a Hall of Famer at left tackle. You have a quarterback you feel in Dwayne Haskins is your future. There's no one you're going to put over there, this young man's career right now, that is going to replace what Trent Williams can do at left tackle. You're looking at another RG3 situation without the speed. Mm -hmm. Because I love Dwayne Haskins, but if that man is – and then you have no left guard. Your left left guard is its, its spot is a revolving door. You don't know who the hell is going to be next to Trent. He is the one over there holding it down for both sides. So if you you let him go, you are doomed. You, you might as well sit Haskins because if you if you put him out there this year to start without Trent, you might as well just let McCoy and Keenum get out there and, and you know get their ass laid out because you don't you're going to put little Simba in a bad situation if he's not there at left tackle guarding his left side. Dwayne Haskins, he's not going to be a Joe Theismann. He'll be. Patrick Ramsey, right. when it's all over with. He, he really needs the, the tools to, uh, to, give, to be given an opportunity to get it done yes. properly early on. Last thought about Trent Williams. What seems to be required here is quite a bit of finesse, because you have yes. a man who may be concerned about money, but if Lacanfora or the other reports are correct, yeah. he's concerned about his medical situation. You, do the Redskins have the wherewithal to get this done, even if they're willing to fly Redskins 1 to his home, as you say, and, and I sit would, down with him? If, if In that case, I would send two people, neither one of them would be Bruce or Dan. I would send Eric Schaefer, who handles the contracts and, you know, put the Landon Collins deal together. He can make, I'm confident enough that he can make the numbers work. I would send Doug Williams along with him because player to player, Doug can sit down and talk to Trent on a real level, on a level with Brother, I understand what you're going through. Doug Williams' career ended on the semi, on on the, on the treadmill, you know, and and he could have packed it in, but he could he can relate on a player's level. He's been through it. He's been around it. He can relate to what Trent is going through mentally as a person, as an athlete, and as a Redskin. Those two. And you use the word finesse. I think those two would be able to handle a delicate situation with care. You cannot have two uh, egomaniacs in Bruce and Dan sit down and try to uh, you know massage the situation and deal with it. You know, with kid gloves almost, even though you're dealing with grown men. Yeah, but sometimes you have to you, you have to because it, it's a very delicate situation because this man's medical issue it's it, it, to him it could have been life threatening 
it put it in the perspective of his mortality, his family, his career. And if, if you feel that someone has not handled that correctly or has done you a disservice for something that was a scare that really hit you, then, yeah, you, you, you're going to feel a certain, a certain type of way. And it takes certain type of people to handle that because that person is they've got there's definitely some emotion behind that. And Dan and Bruce, they are not the emotional types. I don't know them, but we can all take a look and see. Yeah, they're not reading by no bedtime stories. They're not <laughs> going to handle this because when people like that with egos get into it, after a while, they'll say, you know what? I don't need this. Do what you want. I don't need this because I'm me. And I can I can replace you and I can move on without you, which they cannot. But those are the two, Eric Schaefer and Doug Williams, who I would send to talk to Trent. Because okay. it's something needs to they have to reach out. Because of the situation they feel he feels like they did not have his back. Now they need to reassure. It's gonna be catastrophic. Because you've had guys DJ Swearinger, Zach Brown is bitter with the Eagles. You've had other players leave, but this is the captain of your team, has been the captain of your team for many years. And when you have a follow like this with your captain and they want out, that is going to open a door and a wormhole to something that they don't want to get into because it's not going to be your locker room is going to go straight to hell. Adrian Peterson there or not. And that's another one. Bring AP. Yeah, that would be a good idea. I think AP is already probably in Trent's ear, not in his ear, but trying to figure out what's going on. But he says every day he talks to Trent, Trent has not said any of this, especially with the medical, at least the medical part, to him. But between those three and whoever else, whether it be Morgan Moses, whoever is in their locker room that's Ryan Carrick and it's been around, another captain, everybody needs to rally together and make this right whichever way they can. Whether it's on the financial side, find a way. On the emotional side, men fences. But that's my, I'm, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. That man is too important to this team. And if, he, if they feel like they got to make it right. Bottom line for me, Make it right. Last thought here about the quarterback situation. You read and hear more reports about McCoy still struggling to come back from surgeries and recovery and all that. It really looks like it's down to Haskins and uh, Case Keenum. Yeah, to me, it's a, it's a two-man race. Yeah. It's a two-man race. You hope the Case Keenum that took Minnesota almost all the way right. is the one we get for these first few games. Yeah, I mean, you can flip. I've, I've seen that Case Keenum. I, I saw the Case Keenum that was at play with the Rams. And, you know, that that's not the Case Keenum we want. But at the same time, if the kid's ready to play, then play him. We don't know anything until the preseason, until we get to camp, and we see Dwayne Haskins with live bullets. He's made some good throws, looked good, but again, we're not, we're not consistently in pads yet. There's no opposing team trying to take his head off. He's not reading opposing defenses. And that's going to be where the race comes to because we know Case Keenum has been around for a long time. He's almost Fitzpatrick 
football years old he's been around that long. Uh, I was going to say, be careful about bringing that name into it, though, yeah, because well, of the erratic nature of Fitz, Fitz Magic. He's, <laughs> he's, he's Fitz Light, yeah. put it that way. He's, he's very similar. But in the same token, we know that he's been there, done that. He's not going to get rattled by opposing defenses, having to read a defense, having to play under center more. Because that's one thing Haskins did not do at Ohio State. They do a lot, almost exclusively, shotgun. So he's got to get used to playing under center, like most college quarterbacks do these days. But Case has the advantage in terms of that. I don't know who I would give the edge to. Because I see Haskins looks great. But right now, it, it really doesn't mean anything. It really seems to be the prudent move to start Keenum. But again, we're talking before training camp, way before training right. camp. If we so get into training knows? camp, and even still, getting into training camp, I'm still giving the edge to Case because of the experience. We'll give him credit for the year in Minnesota, and that'll be the edge. Dwayne's going to have to, when we get into preseason, whatever snaps he gets in, we don't know because... As usual, Jay Gruden is very erratic when it comes to playing time and snaps, especially for quarterbacks. And it almost comes as a detriment because we've seen Kirk Cousins really didn't get going maybe three or four games into the season because he did nothing in preseason. You put him in bubble wrap and he's working out the rust in weeks one, two, and three during the regular season, which we cannot afford to do and you definitely can't afford to do it if you're going to start a rookie. But they, he's got to get reps for both of them because that's how you're going to figure this out. If Hassan comes in and outplays Case against live competition and with the ones, they should both get turns with the ones. I, I'll say that. So both get serious with the ones. You don't want one with Case with the ones and put Hassan with the twos because you're still not getting the full picture. But if he's able to do that, then, hey, if you outplays him, you outplays him. If you have any reservations – you go with Case. And at any point in time in the season, if you think that Dwayne is just a, just a little bit away, go with Case, and when you feel that he's ready, if we get or Case struggles or we get midseason, then fire away. But it's going to be – he's going to have to outplay him. And we're not going to know whether he can do that or not until – Live bullets in the, in, in the preseason. Christian, you've entered the room in the final minute. So, yes. any thoughts on Trent Williams? Let's wrap it up. If you guys are gambling guys, I know you're a gambling guy, at least to put down a prediction. I'm going to say the Skins lose Trent Williams, and we see him as strange as it's going to be, a strange sight in a different uniform. Maybe like a Rams uniform or something. Uh, I don't think so. I think he you gets think worked out. I think this is just out? kind of positioning. Okay. It's, it's, I, I'm going to have to agree with, with G. I'm trying not to go because I'm, it, this, as a fan, it, it hits you know it it, it hits the heart, mm-hmm. and I'm trying I'm trying not to uh, put emotion into this answer, but I will agree with Chris that because it is early, because you have so many different stories coming out at once, you have to kind of wait and see what comes out in the wash, because you have things like this and it's this pops up and this pops up and this. You have to see exactly what the root of it is, because it's not always all of those things. And I hope I'm hoping the fan of me is hoping that it's not. But, you know, I'll say and the Redskins also need to make it right, because in the situations with A.B. and with uh, Le'Veon Bell, Odell Beckham, 
things do go bad. That's why I think no, it'll I'm, go bad again, right, unfortunately. Right, but what I'm saying is they need to make it right because those teams, the Giants, the Steelers, they did not get fair market value for the players that they let go. No. But. And those are also three potential Hall of Fame players that I would put in the same category as Trent. And if you're going to let the captain of your team go, which means that you, your entire, and this is a, a locker room that does not have a great reputation. Mm-hmm. And it, when one of, one of the stalwarts of your locker room, your captain for many years, if he does get out of here, we are sinking back into the black hole of what the culture was with this team many years ago. Because he was one of the people that, along with Ryan Kerrigan, have been pillars in the locker room to try to right the ship in terms of the the mentality of this team, the character of this team, and what went on in the, in the locker room. And I think if you lose a figure like that in that locker room, we're right back at Vinny Serrato. You might as well bring back Hainsworth. <laughs> well, I hope I'm wrong. Have a good rest of the week. Good weekend. All See right. ya. Follow us on Twitter at DMV Sports Round 1. The DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, and WTOP's mobile app. Just tap listen. For Jamal and Chris, I'm Dimitri. And for Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world, God help us. God help us.